uh, we are here with the person from Collective Therapy, <laughs> Chelsea Morgan. The person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's bloody good to have you back. It's been, uh, it was September, so that was, let's see, uh, six months almost. Uh, six, six, that's about 18 months almost mm. that you've been, wow. since you've been on. So it's That's pre-ejaculation <laughs> and birth and child. You, uh, wow. Yeah, Quick yeah, math. So uh, marriage slash relationship uh, rela- uh, therapist is your specialty, but we talk a lot about parenting techniques. Mm. Um, what else, Charles? Relationship trauma, what else? And how the early ages of life affect how you show up in relationships or your ability to be able to connect and relate and, yeah, um, yeah all that kind of stuff. It was great having you back on, and I love hearing you call Delby a dickhead. It's <laughs> not very often we get uh, guests doing that, and you have the confidence uh, What do you mean? Do I that. feel like it's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, and shout out to Raunchy jumping on board, as mm, always. Raunchy beer, Bronco. It actually tastes good, mm. and um, they're going to be way more involved as the year progresses. Oh, yeah. So thank you, Ian, for Raunchy. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby. And Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. <laughs> 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 uh, good. Countdown, are we on? Boom, and we're live. Boom, and we're live. <laughs> so, uh, we've already done pre-roll, assuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows we're here with Charles. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've got some massive news. Oh, do you? Yeah. What's your news? Off, kick off the parenting oh, podcast. Oh, okay, go, go. Are you a dad? <laughs> a kid is going to be entering my life. <laughs> really? Really. No. No. Yes. Oh, Brother, Jamie's uh, Jamie's oh, having a kid. Really? My yeah. heart rates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I'm going to be an uncle. Hang oh, on, fuck. hang on, Jamie. Jamie. But who's the mum? His girlfriend. Yeah, that right. Can't be long. Uh, just I think they've been together just under a year, maybe. Oh, okay. So I didn't even I didn't know. Oh, that, oh yeah. congrats! Is he stoked? And is he yeah, quite fine with you telling everyone? Stoke. Yeah, <laughs> or is yeah, that, yeah. Is he that started it? telling everyone. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. We're doing gender reveal tomorrow. We told dad. He told dad on Wednesday. Oh fuck! I better be a boy, eh? What oh, did your dad fuck. say? Apparently, it was all right, um, but we we primed him because of how he is. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, just text him because Aaron didn't want to be there just in case Dad flipped his lid, and you don't want that negativity to start off. Uh, so Jamie said, um, uh, "Dad, I got some news for you. It's very important. I got some good news for you. It's very important." Um, how you react um, because <laughs> it will be yeah it, it means a lot to me yeah 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 and then dad came around and Chris was there for support I was on stage making money so <laughs> um, yeah and Sick. what happened it went well apparently I've got a photo I can show you he's tr- trying to smile so he's using muscles right. he hasn't used before <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Uncle, uh, Uncle Daniel officially I was going to say and Jamie for the listeners would know he's uh, yeah, our Jamie. young Jamie behind the producing yeah. desk sometimes so and Jamie's day. quiz yeah yeah. Uh, that hasn't been released yeah. well the <laughs> second one will be soon yeah it's fucking bullshit anyway um, it was funny because with Bitter and you talking about parenting it was the perfect episode for him to produce on oh yeah 100% uh, yeah yeah oh perfect yeah good oh I didn't even realise yeah Mm. So yeah. Speaking of parenting, my uh, daughter is in the room today, and she's calling out. She's got um, some black 
on her finger there. So, Squirly, if you ever feel like just going <laughs> over there and not scaring her. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll be right. And then um, Sonny, is he coming back at some point? Yeah, yeah. So he might enter the room so you hear maybe hear a squeak. Get there nice and close. Sorry, oh. Chels. Um, oh, there we go. Is that better? That's yeah. great. Good. And um, you're a mama. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's time. five months yesterday, actually. Wow. Oh, it goes so fast. Because it's been like, because y- you would have been our, our most common guest mm. in the first Yeah, just two part seasons. of the common people. Oh, yeah. that? Just down with, <laughs> the, with the commoners. <laughs> you would have been our most regular guest, I reckon, four or five episodes. And yeah. then it's been about a year and a half since. Yeah, baby, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, now very, very good. And it's pretty cool because uh, it's going to give a bit of context to a bit of your advice. Yes, it will. Today yeah. and I'll be listening, so I know what to do with Jamie's fetus. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, classic. Totally. I'll go get her um, some paper towel. To oh yeah. So Scotty's uh, just got a bit of um, black or something on her uh, finger from drawing, but <laughs> she's having a winch. So, uh, wh- wh- what's it been like for you to be uh, at the start? You know, like you've you've given advice to parents, and now you're a parent. Has it I changed know. a few things? Yeah, it has. It's solidified a lot that I already sort of like the theory I guess it solidified that some well the, the actual opposite I was like well that theory is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah isn't it funny you can put you probably give a bit of advice and now you've done a bit of it you might go oh no I was talking shit yeah yeah some things I'm like oh, I wouldn't say that again definitely not but um yeah no it's interesting experiencing it um myself like I was a nanny for eight years yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and I you know, I thought I was all clued up, you know, and then you have the baby and it's like, holy shit. Because you can give their kids back. Yeah, exactly. No, definitely. Back. And like yeah. I said, when I got here, it's like your senses, all your senses are on 24-7, even yeah. overnight. So the feeling that I had was just complete overwhelm, especially the first six weeks because you just, everything's going off. Mm. And even your body. And I had COVID the first two weeks. Like I got COVID in hospital, had a natural water birth, no complications. But the first two weeks of motherhood, I had COVID. So that was just psycho. Mm. <laughs> Fuck, water um, birth. That would be, is, that's yeah. interesting. Is your child an avatar? <laughs> Pretty much. He did Way swim up water? to me. Straight out. Like, yeah, he did like an overarm. Which <laughs> what the fuck? I can't yeah. even do is that, that. Is that quite normal? Like they just, ju- they come out and they bang they up into, they straight up to the air? Is that like a natural response? Or do they not know what the fuck's if going on? If they're Italian, um, they're on the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. But I well, he was only like free falling, so to speak, for like yeah. half a second, and then I pulled him up. But as I pulled him up, he kind of did a swim stroke, and I was like, "Whoa!" What <laughs> yeah, so really cool. Um, and the birth itself was just yeah, crazy. The mm. body's amazing. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's that is incredible. Um, but parenting, so uh, s- some of the advice you started giving is that is that how has that changed, um, and what what's the biggest thing you've noticed that is a piece of advice that maybe you've given that you won't give anymore? Um, okay, so how it's changed is, I used to think that it was easier probably, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- it's like as, this is quite simple. Th- yeah, this, yeah, like yep. logic and. I just know, I don't know. I just thought it would be easier, um, but then in some realms, I thought it'd be harder. Where it's not, anyway. But one thing that I have recognised, and that's completely solidified the theory that I use, is that the attachment to your to the infant and how you attach to them and their sense of belonging and safety, how it like replicates in intimate relationships as they get older. Mm. Um, Is Sunny dating already? 
Well, yeah. like, <laughs> I've looked at Sonny and I, every time, like, if I don't respond to him and he doesn't know that I'm in the room and I'm disengaged and I'm busy, he has a reaction. And so, therefore, we're born to need someone to respond to us quickly. Um, and so and you can see how later on in life that can turn into a, a, a thing within like a dependence in a relationship or whether, totally. it, whether it be a romantic one or friendship or anything. Yeah. So what do you have to and do? I sometimes c- just do a planned ignore. And what? Do you sometimes have to plan, like do a planned ignore? Like no, I would say you just never ignore because, oh. you know, it's our, and we are born, what I've, what I've seen firsthand, which theory says, that now I've seen it in Sonny, is that he is born, like he has this innate need to belong and be responded to, to attach well, mm. to, um, you know, you be there for him, for him to know that I'm in the room. Like, I, yeah, anyway, we'll but go does into that. that but, but does that, like, are you breeding dependence on yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I was meaning, like. Yeah. Okay, so this is the old theory. So mm. they said, like, you can, you know, cotton wool your kids and then they become dependent. They need to learn how to self-soothe and they need all this. I think that's complete bullshit in my opinion. I believe that the more a child or an infant feels safe and secure, the more independent they will be because they feel confident to explore. Oh, okay. So Time will tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, and I just – I've always sort of intuitively felt that and it, it it's so exhausting to be a responsive, attached parent but mm. – I just feel like that's what you've got to do in order, well, I believe, in order to nurture Sonny's need to relate later on in life, you know? Because, um, and we should make this very clear to a lot of our new listeners that may not have listened to you, You're, mm. you approach things in a pretty holistic, um, mm. almost a spiritual, energetic sort of sense as well, like that, but uh, definitely in the holistic. The Holy Trinity. Uh, yeah, Science, the holy tr- spirituality, <laughs> and what was the third bit? Emotion or love or something? You're getting three things together with the collective, collective. therapy. Oh God, I don't even know. <laughs> she can't <laughs> remember her mantra. Well, she became a mum. You're she using science, spirituality, and something else. So you're I thought it was them intuition, all. intellect, and I don't know. It's yours. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> like, can't you tell I've been out of work? Well, I was about to say, I did you did you get to do much work, or what was the scenario like? And does it affect you because you emotionally, with I guess hormones and stuff like that, would change? How did, how does that affect your ability to be able to work with clients? Well, yeah. I did the first forty days, so I pretty much stayed home. We didn't see anyone. Um, and I think that really helped me in order to be able to spring back to work. Mm -hmm. Um, But springing, in quotation marks, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've gone slow. So I'm taking like mainly RTT hypnotherapy clients on and then um, like emergency clients, whether it's like relationship stress or whatever. So the RTT hypnotherapy from memory, just jog my memory, was that the one like trying to help stop smoking, that sort of stuff? It can be used for anything. So it's pretty much any limiting beliefs or thoughts that you want to eliminate, eradicate, um, then you can use hypnotherapy and it's just more effective than talk therapy because it enters the part of the brain where the memories and events and issues are actually stored, Mm. which is the limbic system. So it gets you into a meditative state and then it's almost like you remember things that I- you logically couldn't remember in your day-to-day brain. You've done it, Delves, and mm. you found that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I did. What's yeah. the, as I in the hypnotherapy? Just short stuff you'd forgotten that happened when you were little will pop up. 
Oh. Like when my dad touched me. <laughs> Jesus. I not like he gave me a hug. It was nice emotions. No, oh, no my God. Oh, <laughs> Squirrely, you can laugh into the... So Squirrely's producing. He's losing it over there. You can laugh into the mic as well. And if you've got questions, that mic's live. So, and it, it sounds better if you laugh into it because then I get my, Damn, e- I my ego stroked. That was <laughs> not funny. Yeah, that was not funny. No, no. Um, so, no, I came up with um, memories that I had forgotten about until that moment where... It was like, oh yeah, fuck. I remember that happened all. But so I remember like my first girlfriend being sweaty and being repulsed by her. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, that's what came actual up. Actual memory. Yeah, at the Royal Show, I fully forgot about that. And that's like part of my attachment. Like, <laughs> no I feel shit, gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for laughing at my trauma, brother. Yeah. No worries. But it, but it, it just repulsed by a sweaty woman was more of what I was Yeah. Laughing well, but aren't you? If you want to be all intimate and there's like just fucking... No, I like that a bit. Oh, that's fucking gross. Not in the no, I like the hot and sweaty. <laughs> not, not in the daytime, bro. Like maybe when you're fucking... What do you mean just walking around like... Yeah, just like fucking trying to enjoy a date at the Royal Show and then you're, it's all like fucking... Oh, yeah. I thought you meant in intimate times. No. Nah. But like even watching Delby now, like even talk about that memory, I can see this like visceral effect in his body of like, oh, like kind of disgust. And it's interesting because you... D- that's the kind of memories that create these looping behaviours, right, is these visceral memories that have this, like, effect over the body. But quite often we, if we're stuck in a pattern of behaviour, it's because we're not actually tracking the right thoughts that create the behaviour. And, of course, thoughts come from memories. So if the memories are stored in that back brain, you're not going to understand the reason behind your behaviour if you can't access that memory. So when Delby accessed that memory, he was like, what the fuck, that's so weird, but I can understand how it relates. Can, well, let's unpack Delby a little bit then. I've got a lot of, <laughs> I'm packing a lot. I'm um, packing a lot. Because it is, what would be, so Delby's obviously single. And well, let's get Delby's consent first. Yes. <laughs> well, but, uh, let's okay. see if Delby's all right, we're talking about this can we, first. Can we, un- can we unpack a little to bit? To an extent. To, a, to an extent. Um, don't go too deep. But I like, wow, that's is my there Tinder bio. Would, would his, like, and we'll go relate this back to parenting, would the parenting or the childhood or anything have a relation to the fact that he's. 100%. Have been single? Yeah, memory came up with mum and dad from when I was little. Yeah, okay. And that, had a, that was what came through. Yeah, right. I don't think it has an Do effect, but it's just a little part that that adds to the rest when I you try to paint a picture. I think seeing, like, talking to Delby and interacting with him, so to speak, between the RTT and now, I think that what's changed is he's got boundaries. And I recognise that, like, you're... Yeah, you just got better boundaries. Mm. I feel like you're more sure of him yourself. Would you say that? I would agree. <laughs> Jolly good. He's not like yeah, See, I haven't, I haven't kept a boundary he on does this get, conversation. Yeah, he, yeah, you do get yeah, squirmy. Yeah, That's ADHD, mate. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, is. A, is there a... Yeah. I'll mm. talk about whatever you want, but... Yeah, yeah. There's, there is an emotional thing that I, f- I find with you, like a, not a lack of... I it. hate women. And <laughs> 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 there's a anytime that, okay there, there we go so anytime uh, a conversation will get to a serious point yeah. he'll chuck we'll in a joke to, to break the tension or something yeah, you won't right. lean into the emotional side what do you well, well what do you think is the reason behind that and what do you because it's feel? boring <laughs> 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 we're getting deeper he's keeping he's yeah. deflecting no, i don't mind having a deep thing i just like Making people laugh, man. That, yeah, yeah. That gives me my my what's the word? Dopamine. My, name, my belonging. Is that your dopamine hit? Though? Yeah, like no, dopamine and my, my sense of connection and fitting in. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. 
Mm. Have and a lol. And, and you agree that's that, that's the one? Oh, I'm just trying to yeah, get de- – I'm just putting Delby in there. I mean, <laughs> humour. Humour yeah. definitely is, is a means of connection and, and that makes so much sense because that's how we all – and that's what we do day in, day out. We all behave like that because we all want to connect. And that, once again, going back to the previous conversation, is because that's our innate need when we are born. We need to connect because we know that if we don't connect, we're dead. Mm. If we can't connect to our mum – because she keeps us alive, obviously, um, or the formula bottle, of course, mm-hmm. but we don't know that, then we'll die. And so we have this, we carry that forever. And so if you're not connecting to a person, you'll be connecting to something else. Bluetooth, Bluetooth, <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, that's it's been replaced, man. That goes back to, uh, like, and I think I've mentioned it before on the uh, podcast, Johan Hari's book, Lost Connections, mm. and his... Um, yeah, assertion that um, up, the experiment, yeah, yeah. The, and but the lack of connection was a, a huge underlying factor behind a lot of trauma that end up for, not forcing but causing a lot of people to turn to some form of escapism, either in drugs or even just you know food addictions and whatnot. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess connection is a huge part of what are the five what what are are the need? basic needs: shelter, water, connect, belonging. Yeah, food, shelter, water, belonging, mm-hmm. and something else: oxygen. Really? Well, there's like five basic needs or mm. something. And a sense yeah. of belonging is I always, yeah, belonging I always knew about shelter. I yeah, knew shelter. And then and like water, food and water. Belonging is, was one. Wow. This yeah. must be the 20, 22 one, maybe. Yeah. It's new. It's yeah. not that well, new. Well, we learn about it for when we oh, everything's new. When we're teaching kids. But it's true. And they've added that into the um, vital needs. They've added that because they've realised that if you don't belong, it creates and causes so many other mental health issues and can be the underlying reason for addictions and substance abuse and all that kind of stuff. And so that's why when I said at the beginning that I think that this whole self-settling, put your kid in another room, I'm like, that can't be right. You Mm. know, that's why I think, it's probably a bit aggressive, but I said it's bullshit because how can an animal with that vital need to belong, stay close, need for connection, be okay with crying themselves to sleep and being locked up in another room? Yeah, go squirrels. Is that is that true? Because that's batshit fucking crazy. The the being on the need though, like what, belong. Yeah, yeah. If it, like if you're stuck in, on an island and someone's like, you know what we need, <laughs> and you're like a friend. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. that, but mainly water and shade. Like yeah. I just understand it as a like <laughs> thing. I'll have to. Have, I'll have a quick look while you discuss. Have you seen Castaway and Wilson? Yeah, and the, yeah, that's a perfect example of like how. Oh, the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling you. He's calling yeah. you. But no, I like it. Uh, I, I understand it. Like modern, mm. you know, times. Like obviously, to live a fulfilled life, you need all of that. But, but for basic but essential but survival. But to actually survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not the same as water, oxygen and shade. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't have check. water in three days, you die. You yeah. don't yeah. have shade, you die. If you don't have a friend, I'd, you're just a weirdo. I'd suggest yeah. they would... <laughs> yeah, I'd suggest that, that would be more in reference to just living a like mm. your healthiest version mm. of yourself, I mm. guess. And also, like, if you aren't connecting and... So if you're... Well, the biggest form... One of the forms of torture is isolation. So that's how destructive it is to your mindset and your 
okay. like brain health. So if you're, <coughs> you're brain dead, you're not really living anyway. So over time, if you're isolated and disconnected and don't belong, then yeah. Right, sorry. Sorry. I'm, sorry, so I'm, I'm producing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should no, I've been brain dead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we should reframe. So five basic needs for survival are food, water, clothing, sleep, shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think clothing's even debatable. But then there's... The hierarchy of needs, yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and that's transcendence, self-actualization, aesthetic, cognitive esteem, belonging and love, safety, and then physiological needs. Okay. Yeah. So that's so what, what what's saying. that in reference to? Like the the hierarchy of basic needs. So what we need to be a healthy and successful human. Okay. Yeah. So level yeah. one is like survive. physical, which is your those five. Yeah, you need needs. these elements yeah. that you're talking about. Like we're trapped on a desert island, yeah, we so need these to, to survive and this to thrive as a human being. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, level okay. one, physical survival, food, drink, shelter, sleep, oxygen. Mm. Level two, physical safety. So you actually have to be in a safe environment <laughs> to live. Level yeah. three is loving and belong, love and belonging. So family or belonging, acceptance, understanding, love and affection mm. and intimacy. Well, this is what we've been talking about with like um, with the podcast, with uh like any any sort of an entrepreneur or someone trying to achieve certain goals or anything, if you try and get to that point where you think that's going to give you a level of happiness but you do it alone or you don't mm. have that connection, what's the fucking point? Well, yeah, because we're social creatures. We're, we're mammals, you know, you want to take right back to the basic. We are social pack animals, you know, like we need people around us. And this false sense of strength that you can see is that standing alone is strong. But actually, it's, it's not. You, well... Well, you know, it. anyway, I'll get to that in a sec. But the what real strength is, is able uh, your ability to be able to be vulnerable and connect to others because that's quite often scarier than standing alone. But girls don't like that. Girls don't like when men are vulnerable. Oh, is what? Oh, well, I, be, I better <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been um, converted to, do you want a guy that's talking about his fucking emotions and how vulnerable he is when you oh, know, when someone you mean, invades you mean their sort of initial lust or want for that person but like no but talking what? about your emotions and being the dif- there's a difference between talking about your emotions and softening your heart so that you're able to connect and able to let love in if you're standing alone and you're cold and you're disconnected from self and others you've got no chance of connecting because someone can't actually access you you're not responsive. You can't engage, and all these things are so critical to healthy relating. Yeah, but mm. I was, I, I was like just when you shut stuff, it means I get through. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just connecting here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so when you talk about like um, ha- having connections, and that's something we need to thrive. Does it also then mean we're dependent on it, and is that a bad thing? So, for example, look at my daughter. I'm, I feel fucking lost without her when, like, I don't have her. And I, I've actually often worried, which we can't see her at the moment, so that's a bit of a... Oh, there she is lying down on the thing. Yeah. I've often expressed concern. <laughs> just just, squirrel, squirrel, just checking up. Yeah. So, oh, we've lost a kid. We've lost a kid. Um, uh, I've often expressed concern that am I too dependent on my daughter for happiness? And I, I'm... Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 f- I feel like, fuck, do I love her too much? Am, am I too dependent on her for my own happiness? Do I need to make sure that, um, I'm more happy myself? Is there an issue with that? Yeah, well, you're, f- you're, you're the only person that's responsible for your happiness, so your mental, emotional and physical well-being. Mm-hmm. So if your daughter is filling those cups, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, she def- certainly for a while there was. Mm. She was the only thing that made me... Uh, feel a lot better about everything 
now I think I've stepped into this like really good healthy space where I've sort of I, I, I actually I, I'd almost feel bad saying well fuck that means Steph can't see her if she's with me all the time mm. or whatever but yeah for a while there it was mm. I was dependent on if I didn't have Scotty it wasn't that I was alone it was that I didn't have Scotty mm. yeah because I always say to people that when you're not in a great place what do you want to do the most is you probably want to call someone that you can trust you want to connect to someone that is unconditional love like an animal or a child so that's normal it's normal and I think it's healthy and this is why we spend so much of our parenting let's say and our adolescence in pushing away these innate needs and we shouldn't you Mm. know like don't leave your baby to cry and don't put them in another room and the more nurture and love you give them, the more confidence and strength they'll have in belonging and sense of safety and therefore they won't be clingy little buggers when they're older. It'll actually be the opposite of. Because they know? feel the confidence that you're going to be there if you if needed. Yeah, it's uh, the ones that like if they yeah. are rejected or that will learn to cope with that so they'll go numb. Right? Do you think it's such a rigid idea though, like it has to be like that or do you think there's give? Because I think with every situation, there's always got to be a little bit of give. What do you mean? So is it like, like it's uh, you say never, or do you mean as mu- as much as possible, or there's room for movement with her? Well, you can't always be there for your kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, I think there's a difference between a trauma cry where they're really upset and mm. and just grizzling. Like I leave Sunny to grizzle a lot. Yeah. Squirrely, you know? did you trauma cry when your dad killed the? kangaroo in front of you or whatever it was on the patreon app it was a shape it was a shape yeah nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so x mouth living oh eh? man we did the best episode with um squirrely talking about all the animals he's punched and how, how <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> it was on new year's eve it's on patreon it's on sign patreon. up for patreon it was uh, for as low as five dollars a month you yeah. can hear an episode like <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> and he uh but no, yeah. there was something, I'm glad you said the trauma thing, but you made an awesome point about how the car in front of you hit the roo yeah. and couldn't... Oh, hit the shape, yeah. It wasn't, sorry, it was a shape, yeah. But the, the, the bloke wasn't man enough to kill it. Yeah, he, like, because he was, he was there with his missus and he lets, like, the shape's fucked, it's going to die, yeah. but just lets it painfully, like, mm. dying on the, on the road because he, he doesn't have the strength to... Kill that shape. Yeah, that'd be me. So, yeah. I know a Kiwi would have given it mouth to mouth. Yeah, that's that's yeah. interesting because I, I that exact scenario, similar, diff, different animal, big go, huge goanna. We drove past a, two days ago. I drove past a huge goanna on the side of the road. Um, I didn't realise that I could see the bloke checking it out, and then I, you know, you catch that glimpse. Oh, its guts are everywhere, and you could I could see, and I actually thought that exact thing. I wonder if he's just trying to think of right. do I just put it out of its misery? What did and then I thought about could I do that? Yeah, what did your dad do? Well, you you you're, yeah. you're, you're annoyed at the bloke being a city bloke or something? Oh well, it was just something that uh, stuck in my head because uh, my dad had to drag the the shape around to our car where we were kids, like me and my two sisters. Squirrel was eight, I think. Oh, and kill and, it in front of Kill the sheep in front of us so that the city people didn't have to watch <laughs> <laughs> But he had to give his fucking yeah. ki- eight-year-old yeah. kids. And it just stuck in my mind. I'd never want to be the bloke that, you know. How do you feel about that? What do you mean? Let's unpack Squirrel well, He's saying, it's, it's, <laughs> he's no, saying no, it was um, a good thing. Yeah. It was a good thing? Well, it, as far as not wanting to be that guy. I'd never want to be the that city guy. guy. The city guy. The, the pussy. Uh, the yeah, well, I mean... You hate the pussy. Yeah. Seriously. Well, that's fucking pussy, mate. You're a twat. Well, <laughs> yeah, not, not so much 
that. But um, like you, you'll get this thing now where people think for some reason they're like that that guy's the better guy because mm. he couldn't kill that animal. No, no, no. Mm. But that animal suffered yeah. more because yeah. you couldn't kill it. Yeah. So at, at a certain point, you've got to. Yeah, so th- I think man that's the, that's and that's one of the it's things. Humane. Oh, correct. I, I, I hate to quote someone. Putting the man in humane, they I, say. Or <laughs> 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 man. I hate to quote um, Jordan Peterson, and not because I don't want to quote Jordan Peterson, just because he's so much more intelligent than me, and I don't want to fuck up his thing. But he talks about um, having the ability to be violent, dangerous, yeah. be violent, be a man, but right. having the the temperament to not use it when needed. Mm. Yeah. And that bec- that's how you become a well, man. Well, I, I mean, that doesn't doesn't have to be a manly thing. No, like yeah, a, a woman, there's plenty of women that would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also plenty that would hate you for doing it. Mm. Um, it's just... That's probably a woman driver well, that hit it I anyway. <laughs> I think that about... <laughs> got him. Oh <laughs> Are you still single? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just um, jokes, guys. It's just for laughter. Um, <laughs> I often think that about Jake, my partner. He's like quite a soft, no, actually not quite a soft, sensitive guy, but he... He'd be able to kill did, it immediately. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck, Jake? You and my like little squish and you're off there like drenching and doing all that sheet work and stuff like that. And we went to Denmark and all he wanted to do was go like hunting and shooting and he sent me a photo of a fucking dead Bambi. I was like, not okay. And I'm like, how... Delicious. Tell me how you can do this because he's quite emotionally in touch, I guess, or whatever you want to call it and he was like it's a different part of the brain you know like also surely you don't and and also he's like he was talking about yeah you've got to have you've got to look at the animal that's in pain well the hunting's a bit different but um it's in pain because he shot it in the leg you know he reckons <laughs> it takes emotion to be able to 100%. do that because you've got compassion and you're not being selfish because yeah. you're like this animal's in pain i've got to kill it yeah. and you rise above your own selfish so yeah, i reckon yeah. i'm too pussy to fucking do it man i i <laughs> I'd f- just that because this is one because I'd be scared if I smack it and it's still alive and now it's more fucked. Like mm. I fucked up killing it. It's like bang, bang out. made it put it, in, put it in more pain. Yeah, because yeah. that's the because comp- that's the compassion in you, but you feel yeah. like that's the weakness. Okay. So I stomp it. No, so no. the um, that I've I've actually been toying with this idea. So I, I said to Delby, I watched this documentary on hunting the other day and it, it did change my mindset in regards to things that I want to try and I want to want to I guess see if I can do it because if if hunting for your food is that compassionate way of um it's it's only one animal for about you know 38 fucking feeds mm. whereas you're fucking killing 300 fucking chickens or something mm. like well that. That's if you what wanted he says, and they use the whole animal. Like yeah. I'm talking the tail. I just can't. I just can't. But also, you've got a connection with that animal and you've got a compassion and it's like an understanding and a thanks for that mm. animal giving you its life for its food. Mm. Whereas this is so detachment from fucking what we're getting in the shops and, the, and coals and butchers mm. that's in a package. Mm. Here you go. You just expect that this is the meat I'm eating instead mm. of like this is an animal that gave its life. So mm. I like that. I actually... F- probably have the most respect for people who hunt for their food more than anyone else. Mm. When I lived in Denmark, we ate all local meat and I do miss that. And it tastes way better as well. Well, like as in what, venison, sheep, cow, Um, backpackers. Pork, I love (laughs) the like real pork in quotes. Like it just tastes like a different meat. Squirrel is nodding. Is it way better? Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a um, a carnivore neuroscientist coming on on Tuesday, so Ooh. we can talk to him about all that. That's going to be 
Very oh, exciting. exciting. So where, where did we get to this animal chat? What were we talking Just about? Just squirrely murdering. Oh, trauma. Trauma. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and leaving, we're talking about leaving babies to cry it out, they yeah, say. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So trauma. In the wild, you wouldn't do that because back, back when we were at one with nature, if your baby's crying, you need to soothe it. Otherwise, a lion's going to come and fucking eat it. Exactly. So, what, so, so mm, okay, so infants. Nature, yeah. Infant still. That was a good point, Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just unlocked something there. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And this is what I'm constantly saying. And this is why sleep tra- training grinds my gears a little bit. And this is, you know, going back talking about what I've realised. And this is it about sleep training. But um, is that, yeah, that's what happens is infants, they give up on their mum coming. That's why they sleep through the night because they've given up. They disassociate with their needs and they train themselves to not need another person now what does that look like in adult life well we we were pretty attentive to our daughter but she just slept through pretty easily yeah yes sunny so um i'm not sure that's necessarily that doesn't you know maybe sorry maybe if you're giving them enough attention when they're awake that when they're asleep they don't feel like they need more attention so they just they're called to sleep the real like i'm lucky in that Sunny is a good sleeper, but the the norm, the norm sleeping is between nine hours and 24 hours and 18 hours and 24 hours. So it's kind of the roll of the dice, what kind of baby you get and their sleep needs. And is it genetic? Is it nature nurture? We don't know. But I'm a good sleeper. Jake's a good sleeper. Sunny is a pretty good sleeper. My friends that have not so good sleeping babies that wake up every two hours until they're like one or two, um, they also have very low sleep needs. So it's quite interesting. Were they on the gear when they were pregnant? No, mate. Because imagine that. <laughs> if you're on the gear when you're pregnant, your kid's just going to be having fucking all nighters all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Simple. Isn't he simple? Simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a joke. Um, so Every time yeah. he says something, he's just going to say it. It was just Oh, a it joke. is just a joke. Just I don't actually think... <laughs> But, but if you can <laughs> I don't imagine, think anyone thinks yeah. anything. If about. you imagine though, if you didn't know you're pregnant and you're out partying, that would definitely have an effect on not what, sleep, what, but yeah, think? brain development. Yeah, potentially, yeah. but <laughs> definitely brain development. But I don't think that'd be the biggest. Issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah. So. And then I feel like a lot of these. Yeah, leave your baby to self settle. I mean, we don't even self settle ourselves. Mm. No, yeah, you need for God's you sake. Porn first. So one one part of parenting that I and now you've got the um <coughs> the the foresight of of having experienced it. What it, how well, five months of it? How but yeah, but still it gives you a, a good idea. That's how why I'm focused on the infant yeah. stage because yeah. that's my experience. But toddler and that is it is oh, different. I can't again. wait. And that's that's your own personal <laughs> that's your own personal experience. Yeah, obviously, well that's, and that's yeah. and but you still have your your knowledge that you you have already that. Still makes sense in a, I guess, a logical scientific way. So, yeah. what really, what influence and what, um, how important is it to have both a mother and father role when it comes to um, raising a child? And then, um, if they're separated, like in my situation, how important is it to have making sure you know uh, you have both parents cooperating, setting a, a really good, loving environment. So, first question, how important is it to have a mother and father? Yeah, both masculine and feminine. Yeah, so despite what, Shell? 
Is that what you mean? So, like, if you've got, like, a masculine energy in a female body or, you know... Like yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Um, Is that what you mean? Or do you mean literally, like, heterosexual? No, I, I mean gender. Male and female. Is that a general thing that we need? Or is it, like, so if it's same-sex partners adopt, that's mm. obviously... I don't... In my opinion, probably it's not going to affect it as long as we're teaching them the right traits and values yeah. and stuff like that. I don't but think it... Gender doesn't necessarily matter. It's what the person is giving to the, the child. Yeah, um, because, <laughs> you know, like children, so moving on from infants, obviously they have they need to connect and belong and feel safe. So it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you, can, you know. And then moving on to toddlers, they start to realise that they've got choice and so they get into power struggles and therefore they have attention-seeking behaviours because they know that they have this they have choice they know you cannot make them do something you know mm. so they get a try being italian and saying that and <laughs> yeah, well you yeah. fucking can make them do something i tell you <laughs> but also they realize that they're not attached to the mum so therefore they have this really strong need to explore and that's why they're running around everywhere because they're like oh i'm actually not attached by the umbilical cord and then you have the terrible twos but actually it's like the terrific twos because they're exploring but mm. let's see where yeah like joni's kid there. He's just running everywhere. Yeah. It just wants to try – like Scotty, uh, she, you know, she's still doing it. Just wants to do everything herself. And that's great. It's so good. Except when I'm fucking late. Fucking <laughs> 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 come on. <laughs> yeah, and that's quite often the, the struggle with modern parenting is because we are not – like mums have jobs now, you know, and – they can't stay up all na- night and attend to this baby who's up every two hours. So I understand why certain decisions are made, um, but I can see that it affects like adults and tweens and teens and things like that when they don't have their needs met. But going back to male-female influence, yeah, I think it's important to have different um, qualities brought to the parent, like to the parenting scenario, because mm-hmm. there's not one way, you know. And because it's inter- not interesting, and I don't want to bring like uh, obviously uh, the the only stats I've heard about were the like incarceration rates that they've been using for uh, single parents in in America, and it was like seventy percent of in- incarceration rates were like due to lack of a, a father figure or a, a, mm. a dad at home. Mm. So that's that interests me, um, and I don't know what um, a- correlation doesn't necessarily. In causation, but it, it does interest me that the seventy percent or seventy, oh, it's maybe it's higher than that. Was mm. uh, yeah, direct relation to that. Maybe the kid just wants to go see dad <laughs> in jail. Well, well the thing yeah. is, is that <laughs> is that the child? I've got to say this before I forget. The child must have had the father, and then the father be taken away, right? So let's say potentially, yeah. So yep. let's say um, this child, this infant, whatever. Um, is raised by two women. If that's all they know, that's all they know. But let's say these people that were incarcerated, they knew they had their dad mm-hmm. because babies know so much. It's in, it's insane, actually. They've brought out a whole um, series on Netflix, which is brilliant. But babies know that they, they can smell and sense the father. If he's then gone, even if they're two days old, mm. they will have this longing. And then that's what causes, um, you know, destructive behaviours, I would say. Okay. It's interesting. And meth. Or the trauma of the mother from the father leaving or, you know, I don't know. It, there's, there's heaps of different I don't factors. think that a baby that's born with two healthy parents, regardless of the gender, is – like I don't think that gender 
Do you think a gender role, not, not gender role like each person, but the, the roles and the, the traits that they sort of and values that they instill? Masculine and feminine. Well, well qualities. Yeah, because masculine and feminine, not necessarily, they're not assigned to a gender, I, I guess, but the, the, the mm. actual roles themselves that we, let's just be honest, the broadly speaking, like a, a man will do this and a woman will mm. do that. Um, uh, those sorts of roles, they're obviously important to have both of them. And if uh, a single mother or a single dad can't give both of them... Yeah, you're um, missing 50% of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that if... So gender roles, mm, I don't know, that's a whole new subject about gender roles, but I think that, you know, men can teach um, black kids to be domesticated, let's say, or to cook. Yeah, but um, if that, I guess the argument is if that, might, let's say... My, my dad, right? If he doesn't know how to emotionally be available, teach me how to be emotionally available, but mum know, knew how to teach me that. Well, then that's if I just grew up with dad, then I'm missing that whole side yeah, of... Yeah, that's because your dad's... So that, that's what I was getting to, is it takes two healthy parents mm. yes, no matter yes, yeah. the gender to raise a healthy child. So not necessarily the gender, just the roles that they sort of... or The, the, the skills the, they the would skills, bring. Yeah, the skills. Not roles, I don't want to say roles. Yeah, mm. skills that they would bring towards mm. that, that sort of upbringing of a child. Yeah, just... Uh, like wholeness you and know? just by not by chance but because of what the vast majority of sort of gender roles play mm. i guess that single mum uh, resulting in 70 percent of incarcerations in mm. the u.s that, that mm. obviously is a pretty but also the u.s is a fucking trash bin yeah on fire. yeah of course but that's a that's a pretty damning um uh, sort of insight when you're sort of looking at the the way it impacts the mm. how your child be, raises. Yeah, I think there would be other elements to that. You know, mm-hmm. like le- like what would the household look like? Mm-hmm. What would the mother look like? Yep. You know, Poverty is it toxic? Yeah. yeah, socioeconomic, mm. all that kind of stuff. I don't think that just because the, the dad, like, well, yeah, there's a whole lot, a lot of other um, factors that that are also in play there. Like, I think that I think it was sixty five or seventy. It was close, similar. We're on food stamps. You know, so yeah. um, and also America loves jail. That's yeah, a business. yeah, so yeah. They, it is looking to put people in jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But no matter what, if yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so how's your role with Jake changed? How's your relationship changed since having a kid? Better, yeah. oh, better worse, or strengthened? That's a big one. Yeah. So the stresses that uh, having a kid can put on a relationship. It's just it. They're just little time suckers, you know. Like you just get to the end of the night and you think, I haven't even looked at Jake, you know, and. Because I'm so aware of like help, you know, you've got to nurture your relationship. Um, I'm hyper aware, and so is he. So we're actually really good, and we have great balance. And like it's, we're, yeah, we're really lucky. We got, we've already been on holidays. Sonny's already been to four gigs. You know, we've got our relationship and well, our lives still. Been to any of my gigs? Still together. <laughs> <laughs> still together. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's a priority of both of ours, and we talked about it before we had kids. We we're like, okay, what's our things that we definitely don't want to lose and so we're both mindful of those things. Do you, you have know? date nights or something or you just remember to... Well, we don't... That's the thing is we don't need date nights because every day we make sure that we are connected, you know? Mm. So I said that to him the other day and he was like, but why? We kind of have date nights all the time at mm. home or whatever. And yeah, we do because we prioritise the need to connect. But yeah, it, I was actually speaking to this about my, to my sister the other yesterday and... Um, it's just it's just different, you know, like being a mum and dad. Yeah, uh, it's just like what, what what were we talking about? We, I was just saying like I'm so sick of fucking telling Jake to do things. He should just know how to fucking be a dad, you know. Just gone off, and she was like, "Oh, welcome to every mum," you know, like mm. 
I just feel like because we birthed the baby, blah, 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 we have this like hyper like sensitivity and all our senses are always on. But I'll look at Jake and he's like cracking a beer on the couch and Sonny's crying. I'm Gender like, rolls, baby. You're fucking enjoying that beer, mate. Yeah. You know? I'm over here freaking out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can definitely attest to my situation with our relationship and our breakdown um, of probably connection. <clears throat> um, and that definitely played a role because my priorities were um, obviously putting food on the table and, and my business and stuff that mm. I'd started, but also Scotty became f- a priority over Steph. Mm. And I know that now, definitely. I probably put all my effort and time into and connection, everything into Scotty, and I put a lot of time, and I was, I was what I thought was... A, no, not what I felt like. I was a fucking great dad and am a great dad and probably, yeah... Squandered a lot of that connection because I was putting it all into mm. Scotty. So I have fully um, put my hand up accountable for the fact that that's probably what made yeah, some women would kill for that. Oh, uh, yes, but um, well, yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> no, well, but no. So, also, no, I wasn't just thinking that. I was thinking, well, that's really lovely that you do that because that's going, you know, that's yeah. But I I misplaced that sort of like I'm putting in the extra like effort an unhealthy balance as a of like course. that's making up for the f- lack of time I'm spending with you I'm giving you time by yourself that's yeah. how I I guess rationalised it in my head um, but that's not what they want they no. I shouldn't say that's what not what she wanted certainly um, she would have wanted more time from me mm. and whether that's um, to just give her emotional support so she can still do some of the things not take the responsibility away from her because then I'm 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 not um, giving her time to herself and giving her free time. I'm taking away responsibility from her so then she feels like she's got nothing left. So yeah, I'm yeah. starting to understand that I had played a massive part in the distancing and the lack of connection that uh, happened within our relationship. So mm. that's very what yeah, I think so. serendipitous that you brought that up, that, that you've got to prioritise your relationship. You're definitely. So priority-wise, insight, they say, obviously... In your, in your life, you come first. You've got to prioritise yourself. And that's not a selfish finger up like the bird yeah. up. Um, it's like you're, you are the only one responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, behaviours, you mm-hmm. know. So you've got to put yourself first, mentally, physically, emotional, well-being. Second is your partner. And lots of people go, what, before the kids? And it's like, yeah, because you guys are the head honchos of the house. Mm. Kids are also very intuitive. They know when things aren't working. And if mum and dad aren't, like, solid, they will feel it and then they will act out in order to get mum and dad together or to connect or, you know, whatever it is. But kids want their parents to spend time together. And it also roddle models role models healthy relationships you know Mm. if you put all your eggs into the kids basket well that means your relationship's neglected and it's just gonna it's gonna come out in the wash somewhere because me and Steph are very conscious of that we're in a very good place like very good together we're communicating as well as you possibly could I guess Um, I'd like I want to chat to John Pinder about it he once said we should have a competition competition to see who could be the best divorced couple and I think we're doing really well we're like um yeah, we're doing well in that sense. Um, but, uh, like, we, we make sure. We put a very conscious effort into doing things together as well <coughs> with Scotty oh, to make great. sure we're still, like... So, for example, her birthday um, in November last year, her fifth birthday, me and Steph, by ourselves, took her to the zoo, spent the day together. Oh, um, or Christmas night, like Christmas morning, we wake up, we spend the whole day together on Christmas, we still do that, all that. 
Um, we're very, like even her first birthday party. That'd be she so went to fucking um, hard, man. I wouldn't. Yeah, do, I don't know how feelings. you do that. How That's do you navigate fucked. feelings? That's fine. Um, well, it's like, <laughs> I just know, like, man, that would be so difficult, bro. Because because why? because one, uh, um, well, it depends if you've healed or not. Yeah. I think I think Anish, uh, uh, yeah, I think I've close to fully moved through it all. Um, wow. I, mean, I I don't know if you're ever through sort of certain traumas and. Yeah, she goes crying as um, yeah, she heard you talking about it. Sorry, I won't talk about mummy like that. <laughs> um, uh, I think we moved through those. Uh, I've moved through that a little bit, um, but I, I sort of I don't detach from that anymore. I, but it's it, it is almost detached from the mm. relationship. Mm. It's more of like this is a uh, like a thing I think we should be doing. It's prioritizing Scotty's mm. thing, and we're quite fine. We we joke around. We go to the same family barbecues. We do everything together. Like we're we're, we're pretty good. And um, your partners are there or whatever. That doesn't make a difference. Her partner's been there a couple of times. I, I don't care. Like I'm never I'm never gonna like him. Mm. Like just yeah, it's never gonna happen. But mm. um, as long as he treats one, hundred percent the the biggest one. As long as he treats my daughter. Fine, I'm very happy with that. Mm. He seems to be really good. And as long as he treats Steph well, because I oh know I don't have that emotional connection with Steph anymore, but I need Steph to be in the right place um, to be a good mother to mm. my daughter. Like so Avatar way of the daughter. Yeah. That's, yeah. Just, so just, that's huge. Like, honestly, hats off. It's so diplomatic of you. I'm sitting here being like, whoa. Uh, and it is. But again, like, I think there's a small part of me that didn't want to be in the relationship anyway. So there's, mm. it's, it's not like, hey, you did me a favour, but it's like... Um, it was a means out. to an end. Yeah, it was, it was probably going to happen no matter what. So as long as, um, again, my priority is always my daughter. So as long as um, that's all... That's all good for her. That's all good for me. And that's how I rationalise it. I don't know if I'm building up my own fucking stress levels or my own traumas or whatever, but I don't think I am. I feel really fine about it. Mm. That's great. I reckon for me it would be tough because if I had a kid or whatever, I would want that family dynamic. And doing that with my ex would be so tough. You know you're doing it for the right reason, but it's like almost an empty... Well, like a like a theatre show. Well, she's like the an act. she's the mother of my daughter. I'm she's never she's Steph's going to be a part of my life forever now. Mm. That's it till I'm dead. Yeah. Steph's a part of my life, and why wouldn't I make it the most positive? And same with her. Like I'm not saying mm. it's all me who's making this a positive experience, mm. but why wouldn't I make our relationship as 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 pleasant and as um, beneficial to everyone as possible? Like. Yeah, we great. still got along back in the day. Like, mm. there's no reason why we can't now. Yeah, we were together for a long time as well. I think that that helps. You know, you yeah. know each other quite deeply and you've obviously been through a lot together. And if the relationship was towards its end and the love was starting to run dry, then I can understand how you've been able to just pull your head in for your kid. I I don't, I'm, I'm, and again, I don't know if the love, love was ever there. Uh, and I know mm. that sounds str- strange to say that, but I think we got along pretty well. I think we thought we were suitable partners for each other and we had similar values, similar traits. Um, but at the same time, we were obviously very opposite and different in certain ways. But we had, <coughs> yeah, we had, gr- um, we, I think we just thought we were great partners for each other and good friends and we got along. And um, That's why I've been single for so long. <laughs> it's not a joke. Yeah. Because I want that real burning the love. fire and l- real love, not just going, yeah, look, we get along pretty well. I think this is going to be compatible and let's just do it from here. Yeah. Otherwise, I could have any fucking girl that I've started seeing oh in the yeah. last 10 I years, but I don't want that. I honestly think mm. we both just settled 
like yeah. both of us. Lots I think we just both went. Yeah, yeah we're I think together. Ninety percent of the population do. Yeah, I think we were together for. Prob- we were probably together for. Uh, it would have been a point, and I definitely had these thoughts from time to time. But like, it would have been even a year, eighteen months into a nine-year relationship, I would have been going, not sure, but fuck, we've been together for a long time, and now it's too hard. Mm. That that mm. definitely would have happened in my head at some point. Yeah. So it it's not it's not her fault. It's not my fault that we fell out of love. Mm. We can't fucking help that. There was like a great piece of advice. I can't remember who gave it to me or if I saw it somewhere. It's like just because you've been with someone for nine years, the past is gone. It doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Like today's a new tomorrow's a new day. Mm-hmm. Just because you've had nine years of this thing, and if it's not right, who gives a fuck? Mm. That you can't go. Oh, that's nine years of my life. I've wasted it. It's, it doesn't even exist. Yeah, yeah. It's not real. Mm. It's gone. Mm. So, yeah, you've had nine years, but you've got another 20 or 30 ahead. So, those just because you've been with someone for so long is not yeah, a yeah, reason yeah. to stay with somebody for even longer. Yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of girls, until they hit their point of, nah, this is fucked, they do that. Yeah. I think uh, in a gender way of speaking, chicks will do that. They'll, oh, I've been with him for five years. I can't leave him now. It's been five years. What well, I think, well, I think guys do it as well. Like, they yeah. just go like, no, I can't like... Well, that's it certainly... Yeah, like, actually, the, yeah. That certainly popped into my head several times and I'm sure it would have happened with her. Once you start falling out of love and realising you're not in it for love, you're in it because it's, you know, suitable. Mm. Yeah, it's not in it for love. And, I'm uh, out of here. I was thinking about this the other day. It's... it's Because... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I told you the other day, I'm definitely ready for a relationship. Mm. Today, before we were chatting, I'm definitely ready for a relationship again. Mm. Ready. But I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want Hard one. Hard we are. <laughs> I don't want one. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying everything at the moment. I'm not going to turn one away if it comes up and yeah. pops up. But I'm not, I'm really, really, I'm fucking happy at the moment. Like, mm. it, I'm effervescent at mm. the moment. I'm feeling very glowing. Good. I'm That's glowing. I, I don't, and, I, and I almost don't want to fuck with it. Mm. Like, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. So all you hoes, stay away. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck, fuck with the zen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's really good. I, I, it's, yeah, it, what a, yeah, awesome. I, I do think whatever relationship I do go into going forward, I am in a far better healthy position to be in a relationship because I want to be in a relationship, not because I'm trying to fill a void of mm. loneliness. Yeah, great, wonderful. I've got That's it. awesome. I've got that it. really is because so many people get into relationships because they're trying to fill that void and, you know, because like what we were talking about before, because the need for connection is, is so important, um, they'll just do it just as a means to connect, even mm. if it's toxic, which is not good. Mm. But also people value different things in relationships. For me, like Delby, I need that fun, playful, connection, passion, fire. I need mm. that too. Yep. And like I've been in a lot of relationships and very different ones as well, just trying to navigate what, what suits me and all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas some people wouldn't value and prioritise that. They would value and prioritise like friendship, you know, as opposed to passion or whatever. And there's no right or wrong. I think that the most successful relating peoples work out what they need um, and then they go out and find it. And also, I always say to people that the best relationships are generally the ones that not look at the good times and how you navigate the good times, but actually how you navigate the hard times, mm. you know, because you're going to fight, you're going to have arguments. But if they become toxic and it's attack upon attack or shut down upon shut down or whatever, then that's, got what, that's what's going to break down the relationship. Yeah, because I... I heard this. I was listening to this motivational speaker talk about his relationship with his wife, and he raised this incredible point. So, 
he prioritised and he had instilled in him um, from a young age to be on time um, and to be, you know, uh, what's it called when you're on punctual. time? Punctual. Punctual, being punctual. Um, and so he was like that for his whole life. And so when he met his wife, who was very, um, you know, fun, effervescent, f- spontaneous sort of girl, he loved that about her. But she was always late. Mm-hmm. And he felt that always being late was deprioritizing him. And it started to make him feel like if you're not being punctual, because I value that, you're deprioritizing me and not giving me the attention I need. Mm. Then he realized if she was always on time, that would take away the one thing he loved about her the most, which was her spontaneity mm. and her thing. So he had to deal with a couple of the things that he really. He, he he had to change his own understanding, his own tolerance for certain things. So all you're saying is he changed for a woman. <laughs> which is pretty much every man ever. <laughs> this is why you're single, you woman hater. Mate. I love women. Oh, Andrew Tate. <laughs> I just don't – we just are expected to change a lot to fit. Um, no. But that's – it's the also – and the point he made is – that's both ways. <laughs> so yeah. that was yeah. one thing he changed for. Like, there's it's other. And what so has she changed for him? He didn't go into that part of oh, the story, of Delby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you bitter much. Oh, my God. Um, I was thinking about that on the way here, actually. And, and quite often, anxious, like, you know, attachment styles, anxious teams up with avoidant. Yeah, okay. And it's just part of the reason why people argue they get into dances where. You know, it's like reaction upon reaction and then you're all of a sudden fighting about the some oh sort of problem yeah. that's not related to the actual freaking problem in the first place. Yeah. And I was thinking that on the way here, I was like, well, I'm definitely not avoiding. I'm always up for chats and want to talk about it and sort it out. Where Jake just wants to, like, avoid the situation sometimes because he's a processor. Mm. And I was thinking, fuck, that annoys me. But like this guy that you were talking about, talking about his wife, it's also why Jake doesn't fight. You know, he doesn't attack. He doesn't run after me trying to get answers and want to talk, which I've had before in other relationships that drive, drove me nuts. So mm. I'm like, well, I kind of have to cop that he shuts down a bit because it's also why he's calm, mm. you know? Yeah. Whereas I've had I've had relationships where it's anxious upon anxious and, fuck, it's just wild. It's mm. so chaotic. It's overwhelming. It just rips you dry, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you've just got to prioritise what's important to you, I think. Which leads, this has been stuck in my head. I've been holding on to it fucking since you've mentioned it. When you've got, when you thought you were doing the right thing by spending time with Scotty to free up Steph. Yes. Now, I've had a similar scenario where I thought I was doing the right thing because it gave her time mm-hmm. to do what she wanted. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like, I want to spend time with you. Yes. Like, I don't want the time on my own. I want to spend time with you. And I was like, oh, I'm doing all this awesome stuff so you can go and do this on your own. Which was like, I don't want that. I want to fucking actually spend time with you. So that anxiousness there um, reminded me of what I've been sitting on. So mm. you, you think that your partner wants to be alone, but sometimes they actually just want to spend time with you rather than be on there. Yeah, and that's like, why Even if you think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, and that's why it's important to be able to communicate your needs. And this is going right back to the very beginning where... If you can't communicate your needs slash if you can't be vulnerable, which is sometimes very mistaken as weak, um, then how do you relate? Like how, you know, and this is part of the problem in relationships is infants that get left, that learn to disassociate. She's not getting left right now. Yeah, I'm going to go tend to my daughter for a second. She's giving you the stank eye, like get over here. It's all right, I'm listening from afar. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if going sort of left to dissociate. Yeah, yeah, dissociate and then give up on their needs for connection then builds adults that either withdraw or shut down. They mm. don't communicate their needs because they think that their loved one is not going to actually listen or not going to respond or not going to, you know, even – they can't even access this mum who's just mm. left them in the cot right to cry. So they, they learn that. They learn that their needs will get neglected. Therefore, they don't sink into their needs and communicate their needs. And therefore, they have these relationships where their needs aren't getting met because they don't actually know how to communicate it out of fear of rejection. So they become cold-hearted and then how the hell do you connect with a cold heart, you know? You, that's not strength and it's quite often mistaken as, as strength, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, how do I communicate the need for BJ's? <laughs> no, I'm just going to go silent. <laughs> <laughs> just state it. Oh, yeah? How yeah. do you go with that? Well, that's why I'm single. <laughs> I state right. it every every girl I meet. Hello, I'm Daniel. I love BJ's. Beers. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. BJ's, BJ's boobs and I don't even like beers. Bourbon. Triple B. Oh, my gosh. Bourbon. No, nah, not really. I just really like to be the best person that I, I can. I think you're good at communicating. I'm excellent names, at communicating. And you're a great communicator. That's right. Um, um, and you always have been. You know, I yeah. don't. I think that that's something that's really good about you. I don't know <coughs> why you think that that pushes relationships out of your life. I would say that that's probably the part that girls would love you know mm. i don't know they think i think they think they like it but what they really want is different to what they think what i'd th- like to know what's in your head no nah, it's <laughs> just lived experience man girls don't want a guy that's emotionally vulnerable they want a dude that is just fucking society respects and then like they don't like they're attracted to even if a dude never spoke and he was just a hard working lumberjack. They they would like that more than a fucking little pussy that wants to talk about his feelings and open up all the time. Well, I would <laughs> say true. that if there's a woman that wants a disconnected, emotionally shut down man, that that's a reflection of herself and her like, um, what's it called? What's it called? Like issues, so yeah. to speak. Like. Y- I don't think a healthy, mentally well, physically well, all-rounded human being would want to date anyone, male or female, who's emotionally shut down. Mm. Like, that's a reflection of them. Yeah, and if that's the women that you that around, they've got issues. Is that unattractive, though, to, to a woman? Like, from a female perspective, if I was to sit there on our first date and open up about things and be vulnerable... Fucking oh, first date. Yeah, you got to wait till you've tricked them into liking you, man. <laughs> but is that... To, <laughs> You're to single! Because I am the most... <laughs> don't be given tips. So it's true, though. <laughs> so you can't, on the first date, be like, no, yeah, I just fucking... I think Why are you doing a gay voice? Because <laughs> I was about to talk about being a male feminist. So if I if I was to be totally and like and I don't mean I'm just gonna. Why did you assume I was gay because of the voice? Why stereotyping? Because the way you're moving your head, it's very camp. Oh, is it? Maybe I'm just a really strong, secure self soother. (laughs) 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 Yeah, sorry. But if I was to be real open and vulnerable about anything that they ask and just be completely honest, I'm giving them the real version of myself from day one. So. Is that <laughs> no? No, fuck no, bro. But wouldn't you rather mistake? So, and that's the and that's the question. So, if I keep doing that, eventually, will I get? Do you think I'll find that? I'm 35 years in, and I can tell yeah. you, no, you no. Don't. no. Let's say I'll give you a scenario. Let's say you go on a date with a woman and or man, whatever. Let's just say a person. Yeah. 
yeah, whatever. Okay. Fat it, idiot. It, it works. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reference Brett to last Blake. week's show. Anyway. It works both ways. Let's say you're on a date with someone and the other person is being quite emotional and like they're quite confident. They're telling their like I don't know life's not life story, but they're open, right? They're emotionally open, and the other person is like, oh, I don't really like this. It's a turn off. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're obviously used to emotionally unavailable people, right? Yeah. So. Let's that person might have mum or a mum or dad who was absent mm. in their childhood because if we are often turned off by the things that are unfamiliar to us, that would be a big red flag for me. If a girl sits down, like to flip it, would you want a girl to open up? Would you be ready if she sits down and it's like, oh, you know, so my ex is this and my okay, dad that and my mum and fucking, oh. I feel upset when this. Ha- you don't want that on a first date. No, well, that's it's a red uh, that's flag. Okay, yeah. that's the opposite then. So that's emotional, like, overload, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and I'm not uh, – well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, open and honest about anything. And that's vulnerable, I think. Have you said to the girl, look, I'm just – just want to assess what you like. I don't really want anything serious. And they'll go, okay, bye. I'm only here for serious times. Like – and they just go, catch up. Well, (laughs) no, I probably wouldn't say that because that's not what – if I (laughs) – if I I guess if I met a girl and I didn't really like her, I was new from – Actually, in fairness, almost every single girl that I've sort of met or had dates with or been with or whatever, at, at some point I've gone, oh, I could yeah. not be with that person. Yeah. Why? Little toes. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, has it been – f- I'm just interested, has it been a physical no, feature? It's, it's always a no, – it's always attitude. Characteristic well, a, Yeah, attitude or t- personality, yeah. yeah. And what's an example? Because what I'll do is I'll, like, unpack it for you and tell you where it comes from. Oh, okay. Like. Shit, ha- um, shit hamstrings? Shit, <laughs> 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 No, the uh, so for me, uh, definitely um, arrogance. No, nah, just needs the best of everything. Okay. If like I, materialism. If, if I find if 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 a girl's like, nah, I need this and I need that, it straight away becomes a. So what? So I can't. Oh, that's not what materialism. That's, that's not what I'm about. Oh, you at mean all. like literally needs like? I a need a Gucci bag. I need a Gucci bag, not a fucking. Okay, so yeah. materialistic. Yes. And Would you say like image conscious? Um, I'm not. T- I'm n- no. No, no like I'm quite fine with someone being proud of their appearance and putting pride into it. There's no no drama with okay, that. So but when what it becomes is it about materialism, that annoys you. It's obviously not the image conscious aspect, is it? That they no. spend too much money that they don't have. No, no, no. It's the the f- the fact that they think they need that to be happy. Outside gratification. Yeah. Outside. Um, I need acceptance. that brand because it'll make me so much better. So yeah. who does that remind you of? Um, Kim Kardashian. No, early days in yeah. your life. <laughs> Don't know. I think I was just always raised to think they're fuckheads. Mm. Oh, okay. So who? Okay, well, there no, you my go. parents were always well, just their dags. Like, and mum and dad didn't have fuck all money, mm. so we couldn't afford that sort of stuff anyway. Yeah. We grew up on secondhand shoes so and there stuff. You go. So that my, those, those are my values regardless like i feel like gary sparkles he raised me really well and um he was a bit firm and fucking uh strict uh then i I think he probably had to be in certain occasions but regardless he i think he's raised a pretty decent young man and um uh, yeah i guess but i've grown up the same and i I can't handle girls that will want like this super expensive thing and they're not happy until they get it it's like okay well so that comes from both of you growing up valuing money or valuing a home no. where you didn't have all the bling and ching around you. So uh, no Chinese people <laughs> around us. <laughs> Just bling. 
All bling, notching. notching. <laughs> oh my fucking god! So you you learn to appreciate the small things, and you and yeah. like you said, your parents were like, "Oh, you didn't say hating on the people with money, but you kind of that was a bit shamed, like, oh, you know, they just spend money on whatever." Well, we yeah, we couldn't know. afford to even go to things like Adventure World. Our our, so. our our week, our big day out would be like, "Hey, let's go to John Forest National Park and go for a walk." Yeah, so there you go. Fuck so the roller coasters are a killer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. want to go do something like that, yeah. and then they'd be like, "Because all my friends were doing that, mm. yeah. and I was just taught the value of like, um, I guess, connection and family mm. and and." No, just being a bit more present, yeah, you yeah. get what you're given, like, and mm. and it's always for me, it's the 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 thought that counts, no matter what. Mm. That's why I always, and I I know Steph probably hates this, but I'll, I'll let Scotty pick every one of Steph's presents that I'll buy her for her birthday or for for Christmas. No, and we don't really spend much on mm. each other for those birthdays, but I'll always I'll just let Scotty buy it because. Mm. I know she's not gonna like Steph's probably not gonna like the present, but doesn't it mean more? to you that Scotty picked that and that was the one that she wanted to give you and, mm. and whatnot. And um, it's way cheaper for you to get her crayons for not, her birthday. Not al- it yeah, not al- it's, it's <laughs> not always cheaper. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to get you a fucking scented candle, mate. Like, yeah, they're $80, mate. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, it's my out. opening joke in my stand-up. Um, not when you shop at Kmart, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but good ones are. Yeah, well, there you go. So all our values and beliefs generally come from the age between zero and eight. So um, that's what I was getting to. So the things that like... Um, like the qualities that you're looking in someone um, is often built between the ages of, ages of zero and eight. And that's that old classic psychology thing that you end up dating your mum or your dad or whatever. That's and a Tasmanian thing, and I it's think. Not, it's not that. It's that we end up dating or feeling comfortable around what's familiar. Yeah. And when something's not familiar, it makes us feel uncomfortable because that's the old innate tribal um, wiring that we've got that if you stray from your pack you you know you're likely to be eaten by a tiger or, yeah, or killed or by shun. another tribe so we are innately wired to be attracted to similarities and familiarities mm. Mm, okay yeah. so it's all it's always you're a product of your environment i would say yes. 95.6% of the time there's that rare oddity where they're not like pe- someone that's come from the Bronx that's just made it as a success. Well, they year, haven't. But like they actually yeah, but they might have been ingrained with the right mindset to make it. Nurture. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. Th- nature versus nurture. That whole theory that has never really truly been. Well, the Nazis gave it their best shot, and it pretty much it did come down to nurture. What do you mean? What did they do? Well, they separated all the twins and triplets and stuff oh, at birth. Oh, yeah. And, and it and happened it in dis- America And it's wrong. disgusting the, there's what a, they did. There's a movie called that the Three Nure- Identical Strangers, I think. Mm. I was that the Nuremberg Netflix. Trials? Uh, I think that uh, was part of Do you know much about that, Scores? No, well, the Nuremberg Trials was all their war crimes. Yeah. yeah. So that Which I think that was part of it. Well, I don't know, because they did some sick stuff for science, but they the... Nature versus nurture, those triplets yeah. got separated at birth. Don't one of tell them, the punchline, though. Yeah, well, I'll just say, like, one of them <laughs> developed um, mental health issues because of the way he grew up, mm. and the other two are genetically identical, and they were super successful, but they all thought that probably in the wrong environment they had that potential to snap. Yeah, okay. So nurture ended up being one of the biggest factors. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was just about to say is that, so that yeah, so nurture inherent, plays a yeah. huge part as well, like... Yeah, I think that nurture and environment, mm-hmm. um, environment, but also nature. I think that there is an element that's nature. 
For sure. But that's, that's why... That's they say, your soul and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, you... And that's something else that I noticed with, like, that was one of the things I was like, oh, I wonder when Sonny's born if, you know, they say that you see the soul or they mm. name themselves and things like that, 100%. Like, I, as soon as I saw Sonny, I was like, oh, he's a gentle soul. I felt it straight away. Did you feel like yesterday your life was filled with rain? The song you're yeah. trying to sing, Sunny. Yeah, yes, yesterday, my life. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Branchy just. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was gentle, and I was like, well, I can't give. I need to give him a gentle, like kind of, you know, name because it just it fitted, and straight oh, away so we were like Sunny. So you can't. You didn't have an, a, a thing of names prior. Yeah, we had a few, but Sunny was never on the list ever, and. Mm. I've been obsessed with names since I was little. Like, I've had, an, you know, and they're all weird because I like weird names or unique, I should say. And Jake was like, nah, I want Fred. I fucking want Fred. Fred? Oh, yeah, like Freddie Well, like Frey. the Flintstone. Because our last name, or his last name's Frey. Like, Freddie Frey. I don't know. He thinks that's cool. I'm like, it's not cool. FF. Yeah. Anyway, he wanted Freddie. He wanted all these just, you know, like. Isn't your dad Fred? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Freddie Faithful. So Freddie yeah. Faithful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The FF. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he wanted. He just wanted a normal name. But it's then a, for me, it's an old man's name. Like yeah. It's an old bloke's well, name. Well, I was supposed to be called it as well because every mm. eldest boy was Fred and then my mum was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went with Shay. So I was and if you want to find out why he's called Shay, you can find out on the Patreon episode <laughs> we discussed why Shay gets called Squirrely. Sorry. I like Shay. That's yeah. cool. I was um, yeah, I like different names. I like unique names. But um, oh, Cam hasn't yeah. even listened to it, so he won't even know. My, uh, <laughs> my, f- my choice of boy's name yeah. is the reason why I probably shouldn't get a a, a choice in naming kids. What but is that? Uh, mine was going to be... Uh, <laughs> okay, so I have a, <laughs> I have a carried-on middle name. Mm. So most, some people would know that my middle name is Don. Um, so the eldest-born son gets, gets the Don. Um, <laughs> but it would be... I, I and I and my best mate Burnsy Dustin he um, named his his eldest son Cameron or Jimmy Cameron Burns. So I thought I'd repay the favour and I thought I would have an Austin Dustin Don Branch. Austin, Austin Dustin, Dustin Don Austin, Branch. Austin. I want a strong like name like <laughs> assertive leadership. I'm going to call my kid Mussolini. I think. <laughs> oh Lord! What the help, fuck? help him, somebody. Fast. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Half of these jokes are just for squirrely today. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, no, I wouldn't call my kid Mussolini. Why? You just don't, <laughs> just don't like the name? Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's got negative connotations. <laughs> what would you call your kids? What names do you like? Oh, it's a go mistake. Um, <laughs> premature. Um, <laughs> whoopsie Daisy. Da- yeah, Daisy, as in whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that I would like a. I, I kind of resonate with Jake on the FF. Like, I would want another DD. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe something like Daryl. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Like, I don't know. I actually haven't even had any thought uh, of what I'd call my kid. I, and as a teacher, I'm like, I've always been drawn, mm. before I was a teacher, I've been drawn to the names that have got like a unique spelling. But as the teacher. Mm. And it's seeing the kids always have to spell it. It's a fucking pain in the ass. I don't know if I'd want to do that to Yeah, them. I was actually just talking about this the other day. I'm like, it's one thing to have a unique name, but it's another thing to have a unique name and unique spelling. And that's mm. from reading roles as a teacher. Yeah. So, like, Sunny will get that a bit. People often say, is it with an O or a U? You know, and I have to say U. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, some of the other names I had, Sonny's got enough. My dad could have probably called me Sonny because I was like, listen here, Sonny. Yeah. Listen here, Sonny boy. <laughs> All right, son. <laughs> so, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, being – and also being a teacher, you know the names you don't want to call your kid Yeah, as for well, sure. Because yeah, you've yeah, always yeah. got yeah. the Like Jake's are always or the Mitches. naughty. Yeah. Mitch is always naughty. Bowden's. Jared's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, Scotty's a unique name. And all the slut names. Yeah, so Scotty, we had B- Billy lined up. <coughs> oh, yeah. I and like then um, one of my best mates, uh, they had a daughter a few months before us and named Stole their daughter B- Billy. Oh. And then I was like, oh, like we're two good mates. We're, I can't, like, a couple of months later, call my daughter Billy as well. It just mm. so Steph upset. Silly Billy. No, like, I don't think we were, like, set, but that was, like, something we liked. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. We were watching Suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that so name came name up. Suits, eh? <laughs> yeah, that uh, Scotty came up um, on there, and we went, "Oh fuck, that's a cool name." It wasn't named after the character; it was just like, "That's a cool name." Sweet. Yeah, sick. That's it. It was like, but we both instantly went, "Yeah, that's the name." And does she know, or Scotty doesn't know? <laughs> <sighs> Do you know, times <laughs> people have sent me Scotty two hottie memes, yeah, like of him doing the, doing the worm, doing the worm, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, Scotty doesn't know. Fucking Matt Damon, fucking yeah. bald. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. When it's her birthday, I get forty fucking memes, <laughs> sent <laughs> gifts sent to me. <laughs> Scotty That's doesn't the other know. Thing. You never know what's gonna like pop off in the future oh, as well. Fuck. It's yeah. Anytime I any, actually, anytime I can't do it, can't get a babysitter. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. Or Karen. Yeah. <laughs> right. No one's calling a kid Karen now, are they? Yeah. So yeah, you don't yeah. know what future trend, and it's too late. If you if you had a little baby Karen and she's complaining to the hospital, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not doing your job. So uh, let's finish on this one there. Uh, uh, I got a question as well. Oh, okay. No, go for yours. Have you got yours stored away? Yeah, yeah. Is yep. it something? Okay. No, no. no. I just want. I'm just because I haven't spoke to you much about this side of things. Mm. Two questions. One, do you think you could have actually done fringe, knowing now what you know? Mm. And two, um, is there any new field that you found that you're starting to get interested in? Because I know you've always loved your star signs, which are questionable. And you've put Reiki on on your bio now as well. Mm. So, mm. You're, so you're, you're into Reiki. You're into star. You've signs. always been into Reiki though. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but. So, yeah. But you're doing it Is there anything new that you've discovered that you like or, or too busy with that child? So, question one, Fringe. Well, yeah, I think I could do it because Fringe, that one that I did last year, I was first trimester. I remember I was spewing before I was going on stage. I thought I just made you nervous. Nah. Yeah. I was first trimester. Like, I was so sick. Yeah. And I feel like that's worse than having a baby. So, yeah, I could do it. I reckon I could do Energy it. Energy levels. And you bloody rejected me, didn't you? You didn't want to I do it with time, me. Mate. Did you? Oh, yeah. well, sorry. That's kick my attachment the theory. Kick that's my attachment. The ta- fucking curb. Blame my parents for <laughs> rejecting me. Got a kid. Me. Kick it to the curb. That's it. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> you are now damaged goods. Like seventy percent of the incarcerated. Second <laughs> and second question. Any new field that you like, or have you not had time to explore new things? Toddlers. Oh. Mm. I'm interested toddlers. in like toddler tactics and. Because it's such a challenging time. Newborn was challenging and so I was like in... Well, first of all, I was I read 11 books on birth because I was really stubborn that I wanted a natural birth and no drugs because mm. I wanted to feel all these amazing things that you feel and I wanted to watch my body, like observe at birth. And it was insane, like the closest thing to like like spirituality, all that kind of stuff. It was wild, well, really, truly wild. Anyway, so I did that. Because of, the pain? Yeah. because of the pain, do you think? Or um, no, the way the body deals with pain, like your natural, like... 
Mm. It's amazing. Like dolphins and that. Yeah, and it wasn't really wasn't that bad, you know. And I'm thinking, well, 2023, we can experience it as men, bro. We can, (laughs) we can get pregnant now. So, how good's that? What? Are you trying to say men can't get pregnant, Chelsea? (laughs) Are you saying men can't have periods? Are you saying we can't? Here we go. Yeah. yeah, so birth, I really, I, I feel like I know a lot about birth because I read like them books. And then now moving on to like toddler things because I toddlers are just their own animal. Like mm. they really are. And yeah, so that's where I'm. So mm. parenting actually. I've just done a um, like a course that I want to launch soon on parenting and how to navigate like just the little little bastards they yeah. are <laughs> 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 i can get behind that because people that have been parents have, have done parenting and they became you can be a parent coach life coaches you haven't even finished your own life can't how can you be a fucking life coach when you haven't completed your own yeah so they're just smart though mate because they know there's fucking dumb pricks everywhere who'll pay someone to teach them how to do things. this is just as good a life coach as any this podcast. Like they, yeah. I'm a marriage counselor, but I'm not married. Oh, interesting. But actually, like you're a relationship. Well, are you a relationship? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a marriage means nothing. Does unless you do want to get married, danielgobble.com. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it well, means does, nothing for a relationship. Does relationships extend to friendships as well? Like Delby and I, or fucking. I would like never go to counseling <laughs> for our <laughs> friendship. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't mean that. Much <laughs> I would get them on here and we'll do it live. <laughs> I use you as an example, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get sisters, I get yeah, other yeah. daughters, I yeah. get, um, I have do family therapy um, okay. and all that kind of stuff. But mainly I've had the most success with RTT, so I'm doing more RTT sessions, um, rapid transformational it's therapy. all relationships, you got to be good with yourself before you're good with somebody else. But um, Goyle had something. No, no. Oh, you're just waving. <laughs> do you find as a counsellor, because I think I find this um, as a celebrant slash human um people <laughs> think that marriage is going to fix their relationship and then when that doesn't fix it they think a kid's going to fix it and mm. then after that they go we fucked up and get divorced mm. it happens is it, is it more common than not would you say like yeah i think that the most common i think we've talked about this before the most common thing i see is actually cheating um i see that a lot in relationships now and there's i have a understanding of why but yeah, I call it the, the fix-it relationships. So mm. And then they'll buy a house and then they'll buy... And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like de facto. They're not connected at all and they've got all these kids and mortgages and bloody marriages and mm. all that to navigate. So, yeah. Do you think, like, monogamous relationships are... Monogamous? Mon- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think monogamous relationships are... <clears throat> are they something that's necessary in a... In a a strong relationship or do you think like it's becoming a part where a part of life where you can sort of have these sorts of different styles of relationships where what's it what is it uh, polygamy polygamy polyamorous, polyamorous. yeah polyamorous uh, so I don't know many, around it, man. many lovers or um, I think if you I truly love someone it's fucking sorry you go you yeah but maybe that's the expectation of what you're I don't know I just know how I feel I don't think it's got anything to do with society or any of that. It's just like if I'm fucking, if I see the person I love getting boned by fucking Andre and the fucking basketball team, I know I'm going to feel a certain way. You don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, but if she's doing it, then I should be able to see it. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like if she's going to do it, you I should, I should be all right with seeing, seeing it, it yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's happening. Yeah, okay. So if I can't deal with seeing it. Well, I've had... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, make me laugh. Just replaying what you just said. If I can't see it. 
Far but out. it's true. You shouldn't let someone yeah, do it. Yeah, but some people don't want to see it, but they want their wives or husbands' needs that scratch to be Fucking itched Fucking beta males, them. that's who they are. <laughs> I think it's up to the individual and what if monogamy suits them or if it doesn't. Um, once again, that often comes back to the age of zero to eight, like... Mm. And your ability, oh. you know, like jealousy is wired in from zero to four. You're already, if you're going to be a jealous person, it's already pretty much wired in. And that's why the age of zero to three I'm so passionate about because it's literally the scaffolding to your life. Everything else is just filling in the walls, but zero to three is setting up the poles. It really is. Shout out to the Maldives listening. Now, I think that <laughs> anybody that's a big brother or sister so is going racist. to. Well, scaffold. Oh, my God. I know, I got the punchline. <laughs> um, the between zero and four, and not all scaffold, it's just a callback to one of my jokes, hard yarn listeners say, fucking eat a dick. <laughs> um, big brother or big sisters would ha- definitely have jealousy from zero to four because when a new mm. sibling comes along, mm-hmm. you got fucking all your you attention's gone. Yeah, but you also get um, like only, chi- only child, only children. <laughs> Who are jealous because they've got cousins or the next door neighbour or whatever. It's already, it's already. If you're going to be a jealous person, it's usually related to sibling rivalry. Like if the degree of your jealousy is to the depth of your rivalry as a child, whether it's with the next door neighbour, the cousin, or other siblings. Mm. So are you a jealous person, Daniel? Uh, I, I don't know. Fucking oath. I've got to be able to see it if it's happening. Yeah, yeah I, think I don't you'd know. Be jealous. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous, but like. Healthily jealous. Here we go. Like, if I have complete faith and trust in my partner and she's talking to someone, I'll be like, oh, this cunt thinks he's got a shot. But yeah, okay. I don't think I'd be... But if someone goes over that I don't know, then I'd be like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Right? So a little mm. bit jealous, but a healthy jealous. Not to the point where you can't fucking see him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should be able to trust them. And if they break that trust, then I'll fucking catch a lighter cunt. Mm. Right. What do you think, Squirrel? You got any... Questions for your, all your relationships? Um, I was more just like uh, as far as counselling or healing for anyone who's had to spend an hour what, looking at that photo of Branch. <laughs> <laughs> looking like a B-grade magician. <laughs> his hands have disappeared down his pants. What the fuck is that? That's from AI. Why is it That's so AI. serious? That's AI. I didn't do it. Yeah. It's, it's not even real. It's just really? an, AI, it's an AI. AI. That's your new act, mate. Cool. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> it looks like it's got the same opinion as Delby and wants to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch. You have to put the I'm saying I should be able to. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny. We'll put that uh, in there. What's your question? Um, I'm just trying to remember because it was actually um, something I was very interested in, and I, it was a great. Going to be a great way to finish. Yeah, that's why I said, yeah. don't forget. I, I did. I didn't uh, want to cut you off. I just started to speak it, and then he fucking <laughs> had a crack, and now I'm fucking. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Keep talking. It'll come. Was parenting, kids, mm. relationships, exes, um, polyamory, monogamy. Well, is it about like? We want, I don't know if I'm going off tangent here, but um, on a tangent, but if we want our, I'm just, this is where I'm my area of passion at the moment, but, and I think it's because I'm going through it, but if we want our kids to thrive, so therefore they take risk and challenges, we really need to nurture their independence. And so nurturing independence looks like 
deep connection so that they feel strong enough to be independent and deep connection looks like very attentive parenting um and so it's hard freaking work and Mm. that's what i've yeah i think that i think that's been the streamline throughout the podcast is oh i remember what it is that's right that's scotty's ipad but that's what's triggered my question there you go so the guilt scotty turn that down a little bit please that's right Turn it down a little bit. Thank you. Um, the the guilt of, for example, chucking my daughter on a uh, on an iPad, mm-hmm. which I try, I really try my hardest not to do that and try to just I try to be attentive and I try to be present with her. So for the last few weeks, and I mentioned this with Bitter, how I felt guilty that day where I did I did a lot of things with her, and in, in between I would let her watch some TV while I answered some emails or did some work or whatever. Um. Even today, it was Friday, it's a work day. I had to do work today twice at certain points. I had to drag it along with me. I had to put it on an iPad just so I could get this work done. Mm. I feel guilty for that, even though it's a work day, but then the other, you know, 50% of the time I'm spending time with her. Mm. Where's that guilt? Guilt's a game. Where's that guilt stemming from? Like, And I, I am putting in a lot of effort and I'm doing a lot of things with her, but I still... I'll find, I'll f- and you talk about this, finding the worst part of your, your comedy act, mm. your crush or not, that worst part. I'll find that worst part where I'll be like, I could have been far more present for those that half an hour today. I wasted half an hour on my phone there mm. where, it, where I was probably actually just having my own reset rest time. Yeah. So mm. why am I holding myself accountable? Why am I, am I being too guilty? Or should I be more present? Guilt is a game. Ask OJ Simpson and he won. Guilt is a game with self. So we make ourselves feel guilty to prove that we care or so we can do it again. So that's the whole forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Why do we make self feel guilty? That's the punishment to either do it again or to make yourself feel okay. So therefore, there's no need to feel guilty if you're a good dad. Okay. There's no need to feel guilty if it's, you know, it's almost like, Guilt's a punishment. It's a game that we play with ourselves to prove that we care. But you don't need to prove that you care because you just do. Yeah. Or so you can do it again because the likelihood of you giving her the iPad the next time you work is probably quite high. Yeah, because I had this sort of almost like bigger brother sort of thing of like, imagine if someone's watching everything I'm doing right now, they could be seeing that I would, I could definitely be giving her more attention for this half now. That's how I picture it in my head. Mm. And I remember literally God just saying, punish <laughs> I remember literally just saying to myself. Fucking give yourself a break. You are doing as best as you fucking can. Mm. It's a Tuesday at ten thirty on the on a on a weekday. You need to. Well, you, <laughs> you use need the to tools be working. Give, use the tools given to you as well. It's part of human nature. Yeah, if exactly. you have something that's going to work, you use it. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, uh, I guess yeah, I I did tell myself then. I was like, fucking give yourself a break. You're doing fucking awesome, man. Mm. Yeah, and if you are feeling guilty and want to get your sins confessed, come to the confessional nine thirty <laughs> every Friday and Saturday night. We will forgive you. Um, but yeah, I guess that. Do you want to be serious, and and I'll take off for a bit. No, no, no. That's it. You sure? Yeah, that, yep. That was it. That Sunny's was. about to walk in. The oh, I'll be serious yeah, cool, starting bro. now. No, no, no. That's it. That's done. I think we. I just oh. wanted to know where that that guilt stemmed from, and hmm. you said it was just making myself feel. You, we make ourselves feel guilty to prove to ourselves that we care, or so we can do it again. So it's a game. It's so not why like don't real I think? Emotion. Why don't I think? Uh, I do care. Do I have an underlying thing where I? think i could put him more yeah maybe and could i or is it like i don't know because i think honestly when i actually think about it i'm like i do a fucking lot and i'm fucking good but then there's no need to feel guilty i don't know why perfectionism. i know yeah 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 yeah. Mm. 
Perfe- yeah. Perfectionism. Yeah, and perfectionism and also, like, if you don't like that she's on the iPad... Yeah, yeah that's the guilt, I think. But you're giving it to her, yeah. then that's that's uh, you're not aligning with your values internally. So therefore, you're making yourself feel guilty as a punishment to self. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it would be because you hate uh, kids on iPad. You hate the idea that parents give it to iPads, and when you do it, you feel like a hypocrite. Yeah, mm. yep, so. that's a good point. And I do, I, but I understand that. Like that's what's going to help me be able to quickly send four emails that I needed to send for work, mm. and you're able to spend more quality time later. So I do feel guilty if I'm if it's literally just. There's no reason behind it. Yeah, yeah well, and, and you know, that, that's probably a healthy thing it's because it's kicking you into, like, your values and, like, hang on, mm-hmm. why are you letting her go on the iPad when you could be parenting Speaking the of door's locked? Speaking of guilty, I'm yeah. downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a question. That's all right. Um, guilty pleasures, and Squirrelly will know this immensely, reading fringe reacts. <laughs> like, why do we enjoy reading reacts when other people are just getting torn to pieces? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so a fringe feed react. Jay that she can come up, but the door's locked. Anyway, yeah, sorry, well. Squirrely, just leave it on us and get it run down and open the door. Sorry, Thanks, bro. I think he's... Cheers, mate. Down. Thank I'll, you so I'll much. I'll switch. Really appreciate so that. So it's like when people leave a review, mm. Why do we, why, what is it with me and a few other comics? We like reading the negative ones of other acts. Like, oh, yeah, look at this one. you did that with us. You yeah. did that with us. You were like, yeah, have you he seen the negative review? I'm like, I don't know if I want to see this. What is it with that? Um, I think it's because you like to excel. I think that you like constructive criticism. And I think because you're so self-confident and assured in your act that it's just interesting and you're curious to see and hear the negative... Fuck me, bro. <laughs> fucking Cyclo Delby. Well, I just fucking like... To, I'm a fucking big guy, man. So when I push back... Not um, on guys, push back onto the wall. <laughs> I knocked the flame off. Yeah. Um, so I think you're just curious and you like to see the negative criticism because it interests you because you know your act's good. So it do- I think I didn't want to see the negative stuff because I was like, oh, my God, this is my first fringe. Like, I don't want to see the negative comments. It's going to push me out of, like, that success mindset. But you're already so deep in success mindset. It's like, oh, give it, bring it on, you know. Yeah. But is, it, is there a, a part of it that's like um, the tall poppy thing where you just want everyone else to be – Shit. No, I want it to be good. I, I don't. I, I, I think. Okay, I can. I think I can answer it for myself. I've thought about it. If someone's charging thirty dollars or twenty five dollars a ticket, that's been in the game for a year. But who and cares? Getting, and they're getting shat on. I'm like, okay, well, serves you right. But what does it matter yeah. to you? Because uh, my first show was ten bucks, man. Yeah, uh, but I, I think uh, as far as because I mean we've shared the same one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there is a bit of confirmation on that. Uh, what you've seen is what it actually is. Yeah. Like, you knew that that wasn't going to be... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Whatever the price of the show was, you were like, wow. Mm. And then, it, I mean, it is good to just say... Yeah. That, like, you know... That your opinion is probably... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're, you're not just delusional or, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the time in the game... Sort of matters. If it's a $25 show, then it's a $25 show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just if, if you put your price at whatever you put your price at, you've got to put a sh- like show put on, on at show that value. There. Yeah. And that that's where sometimes I think the hustle culture around the arts is weird to me. Because it's mm. like everyone just goes, oh, mate, like you're hustling. It's, it's great. At that point, you're just stealing. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, if you don't yeah. have a twenty-five dollar show, then you don't no, have a twenty-five dollar show. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about all fringe stuff with a comedian. Yeah, we'll get we'll get school wheels on actually, and we can talk about X mouth as well. But um, all right, let's uh, finish up. Your baby is here. Do you yeah. want to uh, plug anything? Collective therapy or no? Well, the my Instagram is yeah at the collective <laughs> therapy. You've been out of the game for a bit, <laughs> eh? <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, it's pretty much not been much going on there because I've been deep in mum life, but um. If you go on there, when I am when I release things, it's all on there, yeah. and um, I'm definitely still doing hypnotherapy, and they can contact me through there. Cool, yeah. Lots of listeners have, so yeah, yeah we've had a few Patreons as well. Come, that's great. Yeah, Delby, you want to plug anything? Quickly? Yeah, come and support Who's Rhyme and Confessional. Um, and then if you're listening to this Saturday, I've only got like 23 sales for Saturday night for my solo at a 200 seater. So. Come and see 33 years, years single on Saturday. But uh, type in Daniel Dalby in fringeworld.com.au and you'll see all of my shows. So cool. I thought I was doing a parent-friendly time, 1 o'clock Sunday, and then someone wrote, it's harder to get a babysitter at 1 o'clock because their kids won't sleep. Yeah, I thought about that after <laughs> I told like, you oh. that that's okay. But yeah, it's easy to get a babysitter time-wise, but yeah, I wouldn't so want Sunday, to 1 o'clock or 2.15, I thought I was coming up with a genius marketing tactic. Saying parents leave your kids to come watch a show. Yeah. <laughs> Every Sunday at the Balmoral. Classic. Um, that's a squirrely thing. <laughs> um, now I have uh, three or four more appearances at Fringe. They're good fun. I am saved me first show. I, I heard you did really good too. From, yep. from him? <laughs> <laughs> Pony? Yeah. Pony? Uh, yeah, Jim? yeah, it was Pony. Yeah, said, uh, uh, I was actually very happy. I even yeah. texted Delby. I was like, I fucking actually killed to thirteen. It was like thirteen people in the crowd. And, and Branch is going to anno- announce he's doing a twenty-five dollars fringe <laughs> show. We're <laughs> <laughs> branching just, out. If, if your first show isn't called Classic, my the thing that I did really love about that was the fact that I had always wanted to do well in front of small crowds, mm. and the and yeah, fuck, it's a one time. That I've done well in front of a small crowd, but I was yeah, it made me feel really good. So and mm. I love the MCing. It felt flowy, it felt good, like fun. So but set. yeah, so I'm MCing two more shows. We both split the bill, and they've both got really good comedians on up um, in between what I'm talking about. So that's that's really good. They're at the at convenience. They're all in there, and um, I'm on at uh, the darkest comedy hour. I think the next three Saturdays. So yeah, and keep an eye out for X Mouth gigs coming oh, yeah. up. We got shows with, with next squirrels. to Squirrel Dogs being the fucking man behind all that. Mm. Coming up 18th to the 20th of April. So, so what, where are north. they? So we got Coral Bay, Bills Bar, mm-hmm. and uh, the Truscott in X Mouth. It's uh, over the, the uh, clips. Yep. So tickets are already selling, and we haven't promoted it. So. Cool. Go on to them as quick as you can. Yeah, awesome. We'll Should put we that see. together. So hopefully, Dr. Robin Cook will be coming up. We'll do a live potty with him. Yeah, I randomly seen him at the beach yesterday. Fucking, I was skimming the balls at him, and I hit him with trigonometry, the black oh, hole, and well actually just bought it. Bang! So you're skimming your balls in his black <laughs> hole. <laughs> That's what I heard. But uh, yeah, if he goes up, that'll be fucking awesome. But it'll be me, you, Squirrels, and Mac Chain. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That'll, that'll be, be fucking fun. good fun. Yeah. So sick. All right. Charles. Thanks, Charles. Thank Charles. you.